The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday morning. And thanks for being part of this podcast and giving me a chance to be part of your day. Uh, we're in a bit of different location today. We're uh, filming from my backyard. Uh, my schedule's different today, and so we want to get this out earlier. Uh, we're glad we're glad you're with us and hope this can be encouragement as we continue to look through 2 Corinthians chapter 13. So if you're following along, uh, we are starting up 2 Corinthians chapter 13, coming into the last final thoughts that Paul has again in this epistle we call it, or this letter to the Church of Corinth, his second letter to the Church of Corinth. And today he's going to reference, again, one of the things you've, if we've talked about and it's happened more than once is you know, basically the whole first letter to the uh, um, epistle of, to Corinth really talked about things they need to change and things, sins that were in the church that shouldn't be allowed. And, and he's really coming back to that now. He's coming back to that verse 13, and he's really going to spend a few minutes. He's going to talk about the potential of what we today call church discipline. And church discipline simply comes down that if somebody is living, knowingly living a lifestyle that goes against Scripture, um, then there are the actions the church takes to encourage them to take the step. Simply, in membership and in good standing in the church, that should be something that should be looked down on. Now, we know that everybody sins and everybody struggles with sin. It's not an excuse to do it, but this is this idea we talk about is not perfection. It's not, well, I've sinned in this. It, it's knowingly. There's a difference. Let me explain what I mean by that. Um, I have a certain lifestyle. I have something in my life I know is wrong biblically, and yet I continue to do it. Um, I'm choosing to go against God's instruction. I'm not growing through it. Paul says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. And that means hiding it, guarding it. So if I choose to allow something into my life that I know is biblically wrong, um, then people around me should, you know, to love somebody, you should point them in the in the right direction. If you know if somebody is in a lifestyle that is going to destroy them, the right, the loving thing to do would be to go to them and walk them through and help them to get to their side. Please understand, we're told in James that um, if we go to them in love, our goal is to cover a multitude of sins. So what we're looking at today is not an idea to make people look bad. It's not an idea to point it out. The goal is to cover it. And, to, and when I say cover, the goal is to deal with it in a private sense so it doesn't become a big deal. You know, deal with it, let that, let that be a between me and you type scenario and uh, not become gossip or a big deal. This is not a gossip thing. So let's take a few minutes and look at chapter 13, the beginning, and see what it is that Paul's saying about this. He says in verse 13, verse 1, there will be, this will be the third time I'm coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. I have told you before, and, and before tell, as I, if I were present the second time, and now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before, and to all the rest, that if I come again, I will not spare, since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak toward you, but mighty in you. Now, let's take a minute, just go through the beginning of this and walk through these verses. He's coming to the third time, and he says, uh, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word should be established. And, and I was looking this up this morning. There are, there are, mul- there are mul- multiple different ideas of what that phrase is saying. It goes back to Jewish law and a lot of different things. I'm going to give you my opinion of what's being said in the context. This is where I usually get it from. When you, What is the context? In the context here, Paul is speaking of going to be confronting certain levels of sin. He mentions some of you I told you before, some of you are in sin, um, and, and, and the rest, things of that nature. So he's really dealing with if I have to deal with this. So to me, he goes back to the Jewish custom and what I think would be wise now, even today. He goes, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, everywhere should be established. A couple of thoughts here. One, uh, no one can be accused of doing something without witnesses. 
Uh, you don't want gossip to be a reason that you find yourself in trouble. You don't want uh, say, well, so-and-so said something, and therefore there's, there's conflict, there's problems, there's someone confronting you. So there needs to be witnesses. There can't just be gossip. This would be whether the pastor is being accused, whether other people are being accused. There should be some level of validity where you say, well, there's witnesses to things of that. Um, I think every accusation, especially serious ones, should be listened to, but we gotta be careful that we don't allow an accusation to ruin someone's life. You look into it in a valid way, but he's talking, listen, if there are there are witnesses and we can prove this is going on, now now we're gonna take some steps. So this is not finding out, this is not finding out whether somebody has sinned or not sinned. This is, we know this has happened, and now we're gonna take the necessary steps to deal with it. And he says, you, you, you wondered. Again, remember, these people are following false teachers, and he's kind of confronting this. He goes, you wanted to see if I was the true Christ, and you're going to see Jesus working in me. And unfortunately, in this scenario, he's talking about this area of discipline. And then he goes in verse 4. He goes, for though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. He says, therefore, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you, not, do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified, but I trust that you will know that you are not disqualified. So he's talking about this idea of sin and, and t- testing yourself. Uh, in Philippians, another section says, work out your salvation, fear and trembling. There's a, a bit different, but here's the two premises. In Philippians, he's referencing that I'm going to work out, examine, exercise, develop my faith in Christ by practicing the steps of the gospel. Uh, In this, he's saying, examine yourself. If you're truly saved, if you're in sin, you need to get that right. Are you truly saved? Now, he's not asking here in this, I guess he's not asking here in this, are you truly saved? He's, I believe you're saved. The question is, are you living in the light of the gospel? Are you living in obedience to Jesus? So if you're testing yourself, listen, if you're not saved, get it dealt with. But he goes, what I believe is happening in this scenario is not questioning whether or not you're saved. He says, in the end, I trust you will know that you are not disqualified. Because I see that you're saved. Really, what I'm looking at here is, are you living in obedience to Jesus Christ? And that's really comes to the question. Once I get saved, you know, before you get saved, we know right and wrong and things of that nature. But we don't have that Holy Spirit to push us and to guide us in a certain direction. So we're going off the morality of our upbringing. We're going off the morality of the culture, which goes down and down more and more. So when you get saved, God begins to open your eyes to the things that he wants you to grow in, the things that are in the word of God. And so the question comes, am I growing in Christ? Am I living? So his, his other question in context here is, are you going to continue to follow the teachings of the false teachers? Or are you going to follow the teaching that I have given to you, biblical teaching? Who are you going to follow? Examine, examine me, examine yourself, examine these false teachers. Who is it that you are following? So when you evaluate this, it really comes down, if we were to pull application to this, Paul says, I unfortunately am coming with authority that if you're going to continue to go follow the wrong way, I may have to deal with it. I may have to confront you. Uh, and I think that a good friend will do that. A good friend will see somebody going the wrong path and won't necessarily sit down and say, how dare you, or I'm better than you. That's not the premise. A good friend's going to sit down and say, you know, i seen something. And it it gives me reason to pause. It makes me nervous. There's something I can help you with and pray with you about. By the way, anytime we do this, please understand, Matthew 18 makes it clear. The goal is reconciliation. The goal is never to point someone out. The goal is never to make someone uh, the object of problem of sin. The goal is to make that knowledge as minimal as possible. Matthew 18, we go to them by ourselves at first. The goal is that privacy so that they can move on and continue to live when this has been dealt with without feeling like they're being seen or known by everybody. 
And so that is the premise of what he's coming to and the steps that I think we should take in doing this. And so if you have something, I would challenge you, things in your life you know in the wrong direction, work it out. Talk about it. Get to God, Go to God with it. Find out. Are you wrong? If you are, get it right. Just go to God and, you know, confess your sin. He's faithful and just to forgive us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Get it right. If you were saying, I'm not doing that, then you know, examine, Lord, what is it that I need to grow? But the key is, are you willing to make the necessary changes, willing to grow closer to God? And that'll change for someone who's been saved for 30 years and someone who's new to Christianity. That will be different, but it's a great step in something we need to do. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Tuesday morning. Give me a chance to be part of your day. I do appreciate it. I hope it's an encouragement. Today's a bit of a challenge. I know that, but it's encouragement. Anytime we're in challenge, encouraged to to walk with God and be right with God, it's a great thing. So we do appreciate you being with us and um, hope it's a help. Hope you join us again tomorrow as we continue to include this last chapter of, of 2 Corinthians. God bless.